0: series entitled Face to Face. Amen. Our character that we're studying now is Moses. Amen. We've seen the adverse circumstances that Moses grew up in. And today I want to continue on with the story. Amen. Exodus chapter 2 verse 10. It says the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. See that? And she named him Moses. Amen. Moses became Pharaoh's daughter's son (laughs) by adoption. Y'all follow me? Moses, and and, and she named him. She even named him Moses. And said, because I drew him out of the water. Now it came about in those days when Moses had grown up, that he went out to his brethren and looked on their hard labors. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that, and he saw there was no one, and when he saw there was no one around, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And he went out the next day and behold, two Hebrews were fighting with each other. And he said to the offender, why are you striking your companion? Verse 14. And he said, who made you prince or judge over us? Are you intending to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? What are the chances of the same guy got into a fight with another guy? And the same guy is being addressed in the text. He says are you going to kill me. As you killed the Egyptian. Then Moses was afraid and said surely. The matter has become known. I want to talk about this morning. Face to face Moses. I want to talk about. You will survive part two. No matter what you face in life. Or how tough. It may get. It doesn't matter what. Point you are in life you and I will have to face reality or face the things that are tough but you have to always remind yourself that no matter how tough life may be or get that God is on your side. That no matter what the devil may try to destroy, to deter, to delay, to bring your destiny into a demise, amen, that God is on your side. Last week we saw that Moses. Was rescued by God's grace. He was raised by his birth mother. Imagine his mother taking the risk to put him down the Nile, let him go, so that he would be rescued by his own sister. I want to tell you something about God and your destiny. God has it all planned out the road that we travel to that destiny may not be easy but you and I have to constantly remind ourselves that we serve a God who is in control of everything there's a terminology in theology called nihilism Nihilism simply, simply says that God created this earth and left it the way it is to run out until it runs itself into the ground. But I beg to differ that as I look at the story and the life of Moses, that there's hope. Because just when you think is over. Come on, somebody. I want to say to somebody here that it's not over until God says it's over. Moses' mom is raising him. She's nursing him. She's growing him up to a particular point again where she has to let him go again. Interesting, isn't it? The text says the child grew. And I just want to watch the text, verse 10. It says, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter. I'm assuming in between weaning him and getting him ready to give him away, Moses' mom is attached to him. But she realizes that the boy has come to a point in his life now where I have to let him go again where i have to uh, give him to the one that god has ordained to raise him are y'all following me now i want to tell you something moses learned a lot of things at the fundamental part of his life this is why i believe that everything starts at home The fundamental years of your life is spent being nurtured, being taught uh, uh, values and things of that nature. God, the world, manners. Moses' mom was not just nursing him. She was preparing him for another life. Look at the text. The day came though that the child grew. He didn't say the same, did he? And he brought him to Pharaoh and and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became, look at the text, he became her son. And she named him, what? Moses. Imagine this. The child is growing, but he doesn't have a name. <laughs> I wonder what his mother called him. Boy, come here. Boy, sit down. Boy, do this. Boy, let me teach you some things. Moses' mom did not even name her own child. So so what I see here in the text. No matter even if no one knows your name. And if you're going to survive, you have to remember one thing. First thing you got to remember is this. That his destiny was in God's hands. I wonder I wonder what, what his real mother felt. She, she wasn't sad that day because you know why she wasn't sad? Because her son survived. She, she, she did her part. She trusted God and then she would trust him now because her son survived. It's interesting because the name Moses means to draw out. The the name Moses means deliverer or to be delivered out of. So isn't it interesting that God would use the same boy who was delivered deliver his people out of Egypt. We're going to get there in a couple of weeks. But watch this, watch this, watch this. Growing up as a Hebrew boy in an Egyptian palace. Wasn't a bad deal, wasn't it? (laughs) Some of you be like, man, he got it going on. Listen, what was meant to destroy him was a plan of his destiny, but also his identity. His purpose was to give God glory, and I'm sure What Satan wanted to know. I don't even know how Satan knows. But here's what I know about Satan. The fact that he accuses us day and night. Before the father means that he knows something about us. But here's what Satan didn't know. Satan did not know that Moses would be the deliverer. But that's why he wanted to kill all the Hebrew boys. And it's the same thing he did when Jesus was born come on somebody listen let me help somebody with something from the day you were born the devil's been after you the devil wants to steal kill and destroy your life he doesn't want you to survive for God he doesn't want you to survive so that you can glorify him no but it's interesting because when I look at the text What the enemy wants to do is destroy us. And he wants to destroy the destiny of those who are destined for greatness. Do I have a witness? Can I help you with something? He couldn't kill him. So because he could not kill him. Guess what he tried to do? He tried to indoctrinate him with the world. Egypt is the world. Egypt is symbolic of the evil world. So if Satan can't destroy you, he will indoctrinate you with secular ideas, worldly thinking, television, magazines, stuff that has nothing to do with God. He'll get you to stop believing in the word... He'll get you to stop believing in worship. He'll stop getting you believing, watch this that there is a God, that He created the universe, that He's holding it together. He'll get you to look at your circumstance in life and think, oh, it's so bad. And get you walking around angry for no reason. Can I help somebody today? You gotta remember something. Your destiny. Is in God's hands. What may look like a good life in the palace. May be the devil's way of distracting you. From a life that God has for you. So don't think that the palace was a good life. Oh I wish I had somebody here today. You see all that glitters is not gold. And while he's growing up in the palace. He's learning. As a matter of fact, let me help help you right quick. Moses, here's how how Satan works, y'all. Not only will he try to indoctrinate you. You know what indoctrinate means, right? Those of you, it means to change what you know. Teach you the ways of the world. Watch this. Moses was so much and was so indoctrinated by the palace that I'll show you in a couple of weeks. That when he ran away, when they, when, they, when they ran into him on the other side of Egypt, they thought he was an Egyptian. Oh, let me help you. So what Satan going to do, he's going to get you to get a bunch of tattoos. Pierce everything you have. Holes that you ain't supposed to be piercing. Stuff you ain't supposed to be doing. And the reason why is because he wants to change your identity, but tell your neighbor he you can't change your destiny. He you can't change your destiny. What the enemy wants you to do is look like the world. That's what the palace was designed to do, you know. Watch the text, watch the text. I'm laboring. I labored long there. It says in verse <laughs> verse 11. Look at verse 11. It says, now it came about in those days when Moses had what? Yeah. Can I help you something? Where you grew up is important. What you learn at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 5, 4, 3. All those fundamental years of your life is why you are where you are there. But when you come to Christ, you become a new creature. Old things are passed away and. New things have come, but can I help you with something? The text says when Moses had grown up, and so the second thing we find is his development was by God's design. His development was by who? God's design. But Satan tried to put a wrench in the plan. He tried to disrupt God's plan for Moses. But tell your neighbor, he survived. The text says he grew up. He was grown. Now, let me give you what the Hebrew word here means. And I want to help you with something here. Some of us think we're grown, but we're not. And I'm going to tell you why. See, there's one thing to be grown physically. But there's another thing to be grown emotionally. And there's another thing to be grown spiritually. Come on, help me right quick. Come on, y'all with me? Is, y- y- y'all sure? Okay. Because it looked like I'm having fun all by myself up here. W- watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It says he was grown. The word grown here means to become great. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. His development was by God. Listen, Moses was already great. He didn't need anything else to make him great. God was developing him. Moses didn't realize though that he was becoming someone great. See, if God would have shared that information with him, who knows what he would have done. You see, I believe God shields you from your greatness so you won't become prideful. God shields you from what you're becoming so that you won't take a detour and miss the part of development that makes you great. The making of greatness is what we see here. And I find it very interesting that in him, he grew up exposed to the Egyptian culture. And the ways of God was exposing him to the other side of things. So in other words, he had a glimpse of both lives. Is this making sense? He got to see what the world was like and he got to see what living in a Christian home was like. Because he came out of a Hebrew home given a name called Deliverer. Drawn out. Thank God for your development. Thank God that you may not understand what God is doing right now in your life, but I want to encourage somebody here to let you know that God is the one developing you. Are you with me? So your destiny is in his hands. Your development is by his design. The text says, now it came about, verse 11. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 12, verse 11. It says, now it came about in those days when Moses had grown up, that he went out to his what? Now here's where you're going to learn something that the text doesn't tell you. Look at the words. Look at the words for me. I got 18 minutes. Don't you worry. Now, it came about in those days when Moses had grown up that he went out to his who, brethren, and looked on their what? Now, picture this. He's growing up in the big house. Some of you who are familiar with slavery know what that means. He is what you may have called an Uncle Tom. You understand. He's up there in the big house while we're down here what? Laboring. But the thing about Moses is he didn't take on that mentality. Amen. Because he understood his what? Destiny. And as he's discovering his destiny he looks out and he sees that his brethren watch where I'm going with this was looked on their hard labors and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his what? Now let me ask this question. I'm just asking, okay? See, this is why I believe mothers are important. Because at the most critical point in his development, his mother instilled his culture in it. Let, let me let me let me let me help you for a minute. I left Trinidad at a very young age, and when I came to America, I adapted the American culture. I changed who I was. Literally. I had forgotten all about Trinidad. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. And I really, I have no connection to it. I know nothing about it. I don't know the flag. I don't know the, 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 the song. I don't know anything. This is years of being indoctrinated and becoming American. But it's still in me. And it wasn't until later on in life where I started to rediscover my culture, the food, the, the, you know, every, I I know it now. But back then, because I didn't have a mother, y'all ain't trying to hear me. I didn't have anybody to keep what was instilled in me. Watch this. Here's where I'm going with you mothers, where I'm going with you fathers, where I'm going with everybody in here. Watch this. If you instill godly principles now in your kids. If you instill the word of God in them now. If you tell them. If you ch- encourage them. If you show them why it's important. To not just come to church. But open your eyes and pay attention. That when they get older. They will not depart. From what you. Have instilled in them. Are y'all with me? How did Moses. Moses. A boy who grew up in the palace. He's a grown man now. All of a sudden he feels for his brethren. It had to be at the hands of his mother. It had to be how and what she said to him. Listen, this is who we were. This is what those are your people. Now remember, those are your people. Whatever God does with you when you get to the White House, here's what I want you to do I want you to free your people. I want you to always love your people. Just because you're in the palace, just because you made it, just because the world took you to another level, don't you forget where God brought you from. Stay close to your culture. And I ain't just talking about your black culture, I'm talking about your spiritual culture. I'm talking about, come on somebody, I'm talking about God is instilling in all of us a new way of living. And I'm no longer Trinidadian, I'm Christian. Do I have a witness? You see, you see, you see, this is why it's so important that you pass information on. It didn't matter what Satan was trying to do. Watch this. Moses did not get bigger than himself to the point where he forgot his identity. The text says he saw. He looked. They were mistreating his people. May may I say something to you? If all you think about is you, how you're going to be comfortable, how you're going to do this, you, 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 well, you'll never think about somebody else. And and, and I didn't give you a point for that, but I'm going to show you something. The next thing is I see here, and, and sometimes you got to have this. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been dissatisfied, but I lived with dissatisfaction for a long time. But you know what I didn't have? I didn't have a rich culture. I didn't have the fundamentals of a Christian life. I didn't have anybody to tell me that God was real. I didn't have what I needed. In order for me to become the man that God would eventually make. Because I didn't have correct teaching. So therefore there was a dissatisfaction in my soul. You see, the text says we can learn something from the importance of passing stuff on. But in verse 12 it says in verse 12 so what did he do now see this is the problem right here <laughs> here's the problem here's where his problem changed this is where this is where you mess up stuff look at the text verse 12 so he looked this way and that you see it he looked this way and that what did it say and when he saw, there was no one around. What did he do, y'all? <laughs> he, sh- he killed the Egyptian. And not only did he kill the Egyptian. Give me the point. I think the point is going to speak for me. His decision that brought about his detour to his destiny. Some of you right now are on the route of detour. That's why it doesn't make any sense. That's why you're saying, man, I don't understand what's going on in my life. I don't know why things are going like this. It's because of the decision that you have made. Stop blaming everybody. Stop blaming this person, stop blaming the man, stop blaming this. Listen, listen. You had every opportunity from birth to the when you made that decision. But you will survive, though. Don't think that just because you took a detour that your destiny won't come to pass. You see, What Moses had, and it's something that we all need to pay attention to. He had what's called... This this went from righteous anger to unrighteous anger. See, if he would have, like, you know, was angry, and he saw it, and he didn't kill, it would have remained righteous anger. And if he would have used his influence in the palace... Lord have mercy. See how this could have this been a different story? He had the heir of who? Pharaoh's daughter. Lord have mercy. I'm painting this picture real nice. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Pharaoh's daughter loved him. All he had to do was take that anger. I'm trying to help somebody with something here. Your emotions overpower you and you make decisions based on unrighteous anger. But see, watch this. Watch this. If he would have went to Pharaoh's daughter and said, baby, I mean, Mama, uh, you know, that was his mama. Uh, mama, you know, can can we can we do something? I'm sure she would have done something. You know why? Because Pharaoh loved his daughter. Here's how I know that Pharaoh loved his daughter. Pharaoh loved his daughter because Pharaoh allowed his daughter to raise a Hebrew boy that he was trying to kill before in the palace. So guess what? We know the power of a daughter to their dad. Always trying to get over. Always in my pockets. (laughs) Father will do anything for his child. Am I right about it? I know it's Mother's Day. <laughs> but but watch this, watch this, watch this. I got seven minutes. Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. Watch where I'm going with this. Listen, listen to me. His decision brought about, can I ask you a question? Are you living on a detour? Can I tell you something? It's time to switch your lanes and get back to your destiny. Are you with me? Verse 12, verse 12, verse watch this. Watch. Now, 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 here, now here, here's now here, here's what I want to say. Watch this now. Watch 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 verse 12. Watch verse 12. Not only did he kill him, but he tried to hide his sins. You know what? You don't have to tell me what you're doing. I can look at your life and tell what you're hiding. You know why? Because it shows. But let me show you something about a pathological hider or sinner. Let's read on to the text. Verse 13. He went out Can you imagine this? Can I ask you a question? What would you do when you, if you kill somebody, hypothetically? Now, I'm speaking metaphorically. <laughs> uh, let me ask you something. If you kill somebody, could you sleep at night? It depends on the person, huh? Boy, let me. Now I know the company I'm keeping. We got the popo in the house, so y'all be careful. <laughs> some of y'all don't want to be truthful, but watch this. Some of you can kill some people be like, man, I'm going to sleep. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> Pass me a drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Listen, man, shoot, I'm glad that negro did. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying there's something about when you can kill somebody. And wake up the next day and act like. Can I tell you something about Moses? I love the character of Moses, by the way. Listen. Moses, I believe that night, the Bible did not tell us. But we're human, right? Moses, overnight, I'm probably thinking, he's thinking, man, I've messed up my whole life. And he's banking on one thing. He looked that way and he looked that way. But what he didn't realize was whenever you go to do dirt, somebody's always watching. And, and, and look, and you may think, you may think, oh, my mama don't know. My daddy will never find out. Oh, in due time. In due time, watch this. Somebody is always watching, but here's what you really got to understand. God is always watching. It doesn't matter what you do. He will see it. He is all-knowing. And can I tell you something? Because of his grace, he doesn't expose you. But on this day, the text says he went out the next day, the next day. I'm just saying, like, come on, dude. Like, what is you doing, man? Uh, He got up the next day, the next day. Look what it says. He went out the next day and behold, two Hebrews. Now, first of all, it was an Egyptian mistreating his brother. Now we got. See, see what I'm saying? Let me, let me, let me, let me help with something. Y'all want to march and y'all want to do all this other stuff and all this other stuff. Them people don't care about you. I'm saying one more time. Them people don't care about you. You're standing for a cause that people don't even know your name. Watch this. So he, even though you may feel a sense of connection to your culture, this is why you got to live for Christ. The world don't care about you. They don't care if you fight the power. They don't care none of that. Here's what they care about. It's themselves. Because look at the text. Text says he went out the next day and he's thinking differently. He says two Hebrews were fighting with each other. And he said to the offender, why are you striking your what? Your companion. Wait Wait a minute. 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 The text says, he says, why are you striking your pain? Verse 14. But he said, who made you prince? See? In your mind, you think you're doing something good? For a cause. Can I tell you something? The only cause that we have is kingdom. The only cause that can carry you into eternity is Christ. The only cause that you can really stand for that means something is when you stand on the Lord's side. Whose side are you on? It better be the Lord's side. Look at the text. The text says, and he said to him, who made you judge over us? Are you intending to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? (laughs) Then Moses was afraid and said, surely the matter has become known. My last, my last point is this. His deception that was brought on by his what? Delusion. Here's what insanity is. The guy that killed Gucci in South Beach, he was delusional. This man went on a killing spree and he thought that he was doing something right. That's called insanity. And I believe that Moses had a little touch. Of insanity. Because here he comes the next day. After having blood on his hands. And I'm glad, I'm glad what the man said. He said who made you prince? And who made you judge? Judge. You can't live in a glass house and throw stones. The next time you go to tell or correct somebody about something, you better point the finger this way first. Because, see, we all got something we're hiding. But God knows all about it. Don't you be deceived by your delusion. But be honest with yourself. That, yes I got a few things that I'm struggling with pastor. But I want to say to somebody here today. When he thought that no one knew. He was good. But the moment he found out. That someone else knew. His conscience. So what I want to help you with is this. You will survive but you can't live in delusion. You can't be deceived because, listen, you will survive. Many persons, I don't know about you, but you check the traffic reports, right? You know, you turn on the TV early in the morning to get heads up. ABC 13 and all those places, they report to you when you're heading out in this trap. It's Houston traffic, that is. But by listening to the traffic report they can figure out you can figure out which freeways are clogged up and you can determine how much time is needed to get to your destination and which route to take any traffic report worth its salt is given from a helicopter somebody's up there the sky <laughs> Amen. why because they can see the whole situation and they can give you direction so that you know how to proceed. Now a person could say, I'm not listening to the traffic report. I'm gonna take my chances. The only problem with that is that when when you end up in traffic, (laughs) Amen, you see what's going on. All you had to do was get the report. Now, which is better, taking a chance or getting the report? You see, a lot of us, we make the decision on our own to go for it without getting the report. Following the helicopter makes more sense because the person flying above can see the big picture. Can I help you with something? If you consult God's word, he will show you the big picture. He will show you the path that you must take because he sees the big picture. He will show you which route, where to turn, how to move, where to turn right, how to turn left. And you will eventually end up at your destiny, at your destination. And I want to encourage you today to let you know that you will survive. Give God a hand clap of praise.